So finally, we decide to do a space heater chat in 2022. Yeah, it's been a little while since we did one of these. I think the last time we did it, uh, we were testing our live streams. And as you probably are hearing now, we're not going to do this version of the space heater chats and the live stream. We're just going to do it as a strict audio because honestly speaking, this is kind of last minute. We are taping this on Wednesday evening, March the 2nd, right after, just hours after I promoted the last episode, which we did 10 days, more than roughly 10 days ago, I guess. Finally mentioned it on the Facebook groups and, oh wait, I've got to do the Twitter one. Oh, well. But around the, around the depleted table tonight, myself, Mike Nicholas, sitting in the captain's chair, James Austin, Kevin Ng are joining me as well. Jeff Gregg, I know, is probably resting. He has a long day ahead of him tomorrow, and it starts early, which is... Well, for the three of us, I know we have a few more luxuries when it comes to our work life tomorrow. As And Mohammed, well, he's out to see the Batman. I hope he's not going down to AMC in the States, because if he is, he's paying more. Yeah, well. Did you hear about that? That they're testing out pricing for uh, movies oh, that I guess are blockbuster getting more views? Oh, we're, oh, we're, really? they're, trying to, they're trying to flex pass. They're trying to flex a pricing type model. Way to go. Huh. Well, it's not as well, if they weren't already kind of doing that here. Like sometimes when we go see the anime movies, they're a little more expensive. And that's because it's special engagement. You know what I mean? And yeah. they do that for some other things. I think they do classical plays and different classical music shows and different, as you said, foreign films and things like that, that are more intimate, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it, as I said, when does uh, the Batman open up? It opens up tonight? Or is it tomorrow? Or is it Friday? I don't know. Like, the thing is, if it has yet to open, if there's one guy in our circle who could somehow manage to see it before it's officially out there, it's Mo. For some strange reason, I just he just comes across as the, as the guy who could do that. So... We'll see how his chase goes, and we'll get back. He'll get back to us uh, soon enough. Batman looks interesting, but I'll we'll leave it for another conversation. Okay, so I would like to propose a title for this space heater chat. I would like to call this, or I entitle this space heater chat. You saw it coming right down Dixon Road. And regardless of whichever whichever topic we end up talking about, I'm going to give a choice for you two, what we're going to talk about. And we can only choose one topic, and almost certainly which uh, both topics will come up in some form again when we tape episode 63 this weekend. But here are the two topics we could talk about. And with both of them, you saw it coming right down Dixon Road. Do you want to talk about the initial registrations for Anime North 2022? Or do you want to talk about the latest in the Funimation Crunchyroll saga? I think we want to stay as the official uh, podcast of Anime North, Mike. So I think we'll take uh, Crunchy Funny. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, well we're not gonna uh, bring up the, the we're, we're not gonna bring up the uh troubles and foibles of people trying to book hotels okay i'm okay happens, with not talking about that that happens every year but i do agree i guess maybe it went to another level i hear uh yesterday or last night well, we can talk about that when the dust settles, I guess. And that's why I think we want to wait and see how it all plays out and stuff like that. And I guess the question is, how many people really want to go to the Crown uh, Royal knowing that was one of the COVID hotels, even though uh, they probably haven't been one for a while? Yeah, one way, one way to put it. Okay, well, 
I guess we'll talk about uh, Annie. Or, sorry, Crown Plaza. I've seen Crown Royale. Crown Royale, yeah. <laughs> uh, after, this, after, after the way the past two years have went, and at, and with the way this uh, the Space Eater chat is shaping up, we're probably going to need a shot of that. But, okay. But yeah, the uh, funny crunchy yesterday was uh, quite interesting, uh, to say the least, Mike. That's for sure. Yesterday, I guess, because we had talked a lot about before, right? And we said who, I think the real question from yesterday's news is we got the answer of who was going to eat who, but there's still many questions remaining, as they say. Okay, so let's go with who's eating who, for starters. So, to the surprise of just about nobody, the Crunchyroll Funimation merger announcement, or at least the consolidation of the two services, was formally announced. And going forward, it'll the Crunchyroll brand will be more prominent in the stream in Sony's streaming services when it comes to anime. Well, it sounds like they've eaten it whole because if you look at the press release and some of their thing, they buried it in there, Mike. They talked about, in addition to the consolidation of the SVOD services, they said Sony-owned Funimation Global Group LLC will now operate as Crunchyroll LLC and has initiated rebranding across its global footprint to solidify Crunchyroll as the single global brand for anime. And so it sounds like they're like packaging everywhere. It's going to be Crunchyroll for all languages and stuff like that. And especially so, for uh, Australia, New Zealand and the UK, that's probably going to be a bitter pill because they've had so many rebrandings like Australia, New Zealand. They had uh, stuff from Funimation in 2020 went to Anime Lab. Then last year, at the end of last year, 2021, all the stuff from Anime Lab, which was their streaming service, shut down and went to Funimation. And now, four months later, as they joked, they said, all of that is going to Crunchyroll. And then uh, for UK, it was Manga UK and stuff like that, where they were repurposing just a few months ago all their stuff from Manga to Funimation. Now they're going to have to do that all over again. So that'll be fun. So basically, like one of the upshots or takeaways from all of this is, is the Funimation name being phased out completely? I think that's likely what's going to happen. I think first they're getting all the uh, stuff, all the, as we saw yesterday, a lot of Funimation shows started showing up on Crunchyroll, right? And it was in the regions that they were allowed to obviously uh, broadcast or send that out to to stream. They still got a lot to do. They said by the end of March, they're hoping to have hoping to have most of Funimation's catalog there. The shows that I saw yesterday, most of them were more recent shows. The only older show really there was uh, Cowboy Bebop. So there was no Witch Hunter, Robin, or some of those older shows. Outlast are any of those old older ones on there except for Cowboy Bebop, which. Uh, is interesting, but we'll see how it goes as the month continues. But uh, yeah, I, I I looked just quickly, and of shows that have my attention right now, the second season of Kaguya-sama: Love Is War is there, but it's strictly the dub. Yeah, so, uh, some of them were Japanese just dubs. Some yeah. of them were dub and sub. Some of them were just sub. It, but, the second season was not on Crunchyroll at any uh, in any form until yesterday. That's the one that grabbed my attention. But I know it there took is... a while to get some of that when they did their first uh, partnership, remember? And that was just going and taking the sub to Crunchyroll and then the dub to Funny, remember? So it takes mm -hmm. time. And there is, in the press release, a list of everything that moved immediately. So I'm just going to go just look at that list. And then in regards to that, so that's the first thing that's uh, being worked on and being brought over. But there are other things too. So they admitted and said, remember for their packaging uh, of Blu-ray animes, they also give a digital version, which you uh, take to uh, Funimation, uh, Funimation site saying that, yes, I'm allowed to stream this forever, blah, blah, blah. But that 
uh, those uh, video rights, I guess they said later on they're going to transition that. So that'll go from your Funimation account, I guess, to your Crunchyroll account. And then I guess if they still give out uh, codes to have a digital version, they'll have that up on Crunchyroll site as well. And then those physical releases, that'll probably be the last piece. It'll be interesting to see if it happens within this year or it's next year. We're just probably going to lose Funimation. It's all going to be branded under Crunchyroll probably for their physical releases, which is interesting because you would have thought maybe they would have kept Funimation as a brand and have their physical releases as Funimation and stuff like that. But it yeah, that's, probably that's isn't going to happen. And Crunchyroll releases, I think, are still going to come out from other companies that still have those contracts, like, for example, Viz, Sentai, and Discotech, because we know they have released some stuff that have streamed on Crunchyroll and they still have contracts for that. So I think those contracts are still going to happen and stuff like that. But hopefully anything that isn't under contract, maybe they can get those out too. Like uh, the, uh, oh, what am I thinking of? Uh, the one I was thinking of right here and I'm looking at now, it's Layback Camp season one and two and some other shows like that. Hmm. Well, like basically, how do you put this? Basically, Crunchyroll will go whole hog into it being its own publisher, I guess. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, because some of it you thought, okay, Funny would do uh, the physical side, Crunchyroll would be doing the streaming side. And I know you said to the surprise of no one, but there were quite a few people I saw that were surprised. But those people, I think, were more American and North American and English-speaking centric. And when you look at it as a whole, and as we said, since this is beyond just the English-speaking realm and the um, North American realm, basically Sony's looking at as a global play. And Crunchyroll, I think, as we talked about before, is the bigger brand name out there. Because remember, they have so many different areas they stream to, and it's not just English, it's many other languages they're streaming out of for subtitles and for dubs and stuff like that. Mm, okay. Well, I, mean, I think when we had at the outset, we had this discussion okay, we know that a merger would happen, we know a consolidation would happen, what would be the brand name that would be used? And I think we were kind of split, if memory serves me right. There was an argument to say they could end up using both names. We had, or at, not at the same time, but we had, you could make an argument that it could have gone Funimation. You could make an argument it could have gone Crunchyroll. Which branding would we use going forward? One of us, it might have been you, James. We, you said it could be region specific. And that's what I said too. Yeah, it could be region specific depending on where the better name to use is. It's, but you never know, right? But now they are making the play and stuff like that. It's going to be interesting to see how Sony does it because. You have Crunchyroll was in San Francisco. Funimation was in Flower Mound, which is in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So are some of those, how are they going to meld those together, especially for dubs and stuff like that? Because Crunchyroll was doing it by contract to different places in California, like Studioopolis and Bangzoom. So are they going to do it by contractor? Are they still going to use what they had uh, for Funimation and Flower Mound? Because even them, for Funimation, they have reached out on the English side and they've done it internally, but they've also reached out to contractors to do different series because there's just so much anime to release. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, for now, no, no guarantees. And the other question That's is, nice. uh, it's going to be later, but hopefully we find an answer this year and it's the answer we like, but... There's a lot of things for the Crunchyroll platform that they still got to fix and massage. And hopefully once they streamline, they can get some of that figured out. Like, remember, we had talked about uncut uh, streams, like home video streams. Funimation and Sentai through Duck, they've always done that. But Crunchyroll hasn't. It's always just been, here's your broadcast version. Good luck. Or here's your broadcast with the subtitles. Good luck. It's like that's oh, what it is, right? That's, that's, yeah, that's that's a really that could be a really important one for and me. Just to be picky. There, the, I heard um, other they, things too. Yeah, they would refer to you know, say the dub and the sub of season one of a 
parts of a specific series. They would refer to them as separate seasons. That's what I was going to bring up, too, because I've heard a lot about that. It's weird. There's some people that like how Crunchyroll does that. There are others that would rather have it like um, High Dive and Funimation. I don't care either way, but I could see how it's more elegant to be able to choose from the drop down and say, okay, I want either English, Japanese, or this language or whatever, and these are the subtitles I want. You know what I mean? Instead of going season by season. I The thing is, it may, it's it's a bit of a... The way they present it... It looks very cluttered. I, I will say that, yeah, though. It's it, can very be a little, it can be a little deceiving. It's have 12 episodes. It presents itself as 24 episodes. But really, it's just 12 episodes in two different languages. And then they said the other problem is discoverability, because some people have said about trying to search for a series sometimes, sometimes it doesn't always work out quite like how you want, and that somehow they should find a better way to either tag or keyword certain things to find a series, maybe with the help of the licensors, or at the very least, say you're looking for a certain say you or certain director or whatever, have those cast lists so we can search by that and actually have a proper cast list at some point, at least by the home video version, because even Sentai uh, can do that. And it's not that you put it into the opening and ending. You just do a credit scroll after you finish the episode and stuff like that on a black screen. I don't know why they've never done that. You know what I mean? Just give some credit where credit's due. Because sometimes all you get is maybe it's like, hey, these are who are in the thing, but it's just in a news thing or in a tweet or whatever. So not in the actual... Yeah, it's like, I, I'm thinking to myself, well, it's nice you've given them, like, these are who is uh, in the show, but it would be nice to be actually have it after you've watched that show instead of trying to find it, right? Trying to go to Anne's encyclopedia or whatever, you'd kind of like it with the show. Yeah, it's part of the viewing experience. Isn't that... Usually that's how... Uh... Oh, it's usually part of the viewing experience, right? So what about uh, uh, Kevin? Uh, what does he think of this uh, announcement from yesterday? You know, I th- thought that it would be kind of a one and two kind of situation where Funimation would just keep its name for the home platform leases and then they would have kept Crunchyroll for the streaming and so yeah it's kind of playing out like how I expected it would although what I'm curious about now is whether or not they're really going to be using the Crunchyroll brand for home video as well I think given the statement I read that's probably going to be one of the last things to solidify everything is to put Crunchyroll as the brand on the home video and stuff like that. And that way it gets rid of Madman in Australia and New Zealand. It gets rid of manga in the UK marketplace. It gets rid of uh, Funimation here in the North American marketplace. And then there may be other things in the fold right like i forget what other ones they had bought up and put into uh, the funimation group which is now i guess the crunchyroll group but whatever ones in other languages they had i guess they're all going to be crunchyroll too so that they're all on message so to speak right so definitely now way more corporate right one silo mm-hmm. okay a uh, couple quick can i uh give a yes uh play a yes or no with you guys on this one I play a yes or no? Go for sure. it. Prices are going up. I wouldn't Probably. be surprised. The real are question you... is, uh, were you saying streaming, packaging, or which, which uh, part of the... Yeah, well, the subscriptions. The sub- like, there was a an offer for Funimation subscribers. Like, there's a... Here's oh, the that, thing. Was, that was bullshit. Right? A, they they fucking dropped the ball on, on this one, one because... Yeah. It just kind of was announced. Like, they should have given, like, you can tell all their other markets had no idea. It's like, we're rebranding again. 
And then they never gave their customers a heads up, those people that had lapsing subscriptions to make an idea. They could have, at decent best, said, you know what, spring season's coming up in April. We're going to be doing the merger and stuff like that, but we're going to start this at the end of March and stuff like that, because as they said, the new seasons for spring and forward are all going to be just on Crunchyroll. So they could have done that, given some people some heads up, but it was kind of like, here you go. This is what's happened. We're going to give you Here's a 60, day. 60, Here's day, a 60, day 60 days to Crunchyroll is for new subscribers only. So most people probably had both funny and crunchy. So they got fucking screwed. And they said, well, you can go to Funimation support. And supposedly Funimation support can be slow at times. Some people said they were getting resolutions. But really, you're just overloading your support people and sending them there. And obviously, there wasn't a one-size-fits-all solution because it just they hadn't prepared them for this. They hadn't put them in the loop to say, okay, this is going to be our fix for these people and stuff like that to help them out, right? Sure. I, w- I mean, I would have expected a, okay, now you have a Crunchyroll subscription. <laughs> okay, there. Or this is how we're going to take, no. if you're a new one, right? This is how we're going to merge both of those accounts. They haven't really given an idea to people what that's like. They have an FAQ, but some things are there, but other things are just kind of like, I wonder what's going to happen. It's like, well, what's going to happen to those digital editions I put in uh, the codes for? They say they're going to be over on my Crunchyroll account, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that's uh, the consumer. And then it'll be funny. It's like, will those be the home video versions? Hopefully those are the ones they're sending over to Crunchyroll and not the uh, broadcast version. But who knows? I think they actually will do the um, home video version, though, because I think when it happened before during the partnership, that's what they did for the subtitle ones, is they used the home video one for the older shows when they sent them over. So I'm guessing that's what will happen, hopefully. Hmm. Hmm. See, I'm wondering if Funimation could end up being like a vintage line within all of this. But Are you knows? saying Funimation is the new save line? I don't know. <laughs> Good way to put it. That's a fair question, actually. Not you put in those. The save classic. Oh, what was the other uh, one? There was another one that started with the or whatever. The Viridian sure. Collection. Viridian. The Viridian Collection. So now it's that. like the Funimation Viridian Save Classic Edition. That's an interesting way to for put ten dollars. So, yeah, you, I mean, I guess expecting a solid is kind of a soft thing to ask for. But it's funny too because. It puts new light onto another thing that happened. It was either last week or the week before that. And that was Crunchyroll came to the Nintendo Switch. And now oh, it yeah. kind of makes sense because, guess what? If your Funimation app that was already on the Switch is kind of not going to have the value there, you better get your other thing on there to make parity, just like you have with the other consoles that had. Funimation app and uh, Crunchyroll app, right? Yeah, it was a, the Switch side was interesting. So now that we're on the topic of the consoles, what does? Well, we had this thought about the the pillar, the fourth pillar, the anime pillar for Sony. So let's let's. So I, I'm still curious about that PlayStation angle. Then I don't know what like just just in general, but. I'm having trouble right now thinking specifically wow. on the PlayStation. They have a lot to sort through just to get all these into one single uh, pillar for uh, Crunchyroll for their streaming, for making sure all the features that they said were on one are going to come to the other, that the packaging and all that stuff and all the regions are going to be under Crunchyroll. So that's so really that pillar going to be a year out and stuff like that. So I'm looking at a year and a half later to see how they incorporate that maybe, as you said, with the PlayStation brand, and maybe that involves uh, PS Plus or that, um, remember the streaming, not PS Now as they call it now, but whatever they're going to call it, that they've been rumoring or talking about that uh, new uh, thing to go against Game Pass, something like that, you know what I mean? And maybe add that to the mix too, just like how Netflix wants to get into games. Mm. Yeah, I guess uh, to use the analogy again of the pillars, that that fourth pillar is still a bunch of 
scattered bricks, so to speak. They're still building the house, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're destroying a few houses to create one big one. Oh, yeah, well, well, considering where I am in Toronto, that's a good metaphor. So, stay tuned, I guess, there. It's just, since this deal was rumored, announced, and we, you know, got all this talk about it, which we've been talking about for almost two years in the the length of this pandemic series, I have just not had the sense that it's started to form itself, at least on PlayStation platforms. Like, they haven't really, there hasn't, I haven't gotten the sense there's a leveraging yet of that anime pillar and how they want it to work with the, with the PlayStation side. But maybe I'm thinking too abstractly too. Wow. Too- I think uh, some of it is they're still building the house uh, on the anime side and the streaming side and stuff like that. And then the gaming side, of course, is still trying to figure out how to get the consoles into the hands of actual customers and stuff like that. So because one problem at a time, right? Yeah. Because I guess I guess maybe we can't really talk about the PlayStation issue when it comes to the anime side because PlayStations just aren't out there for people who want them right now. Yeah, because they're focused on I mean, the new it's, gen, it's, right? It's it's, it's a ba- it's a battle royale for a PS5 right now. And they're still fighting sometimes for a PS4 and stuff like that because uh, someone's like, "Okay, if I can't get this, then I'm going to get the other and they're all using chips, right? And the chip shortage, they said, it could be uh, next year we're looking at still. Stay tuned. And you never okay. know with the way the globe works, right? Yeah. Okay, yep. so can I... Another name. And I have no clue exactly how to... Like, what, where to insert this name. But you know it's there in the, in the umbrella. Anaplex. Or more specifically... Not really specifically, but Anaplex of America, just Anaplex in general. Where do we go? Where where does that name still fit in this whole mess? I, or are we just talking about another brick in the pillar? I'm assuming that we, yeah, I think they'll be untouched. Unfortunately, what's going to happen is they kind of did it where Anaplex a lot of their like the dubs if they had a dub, and then their series specifically. We're streaming basically on Funimation, but now it looks like basically they're going to probably just go to Crunchyroll. And then physical releases, it's interesting. We haven't seen too much. They've been relatively quiet, but they have had series come out for streaming. So I'm intrigued to see like what's happening with uh, Millionaire Detective and Horamiya because we haven't seen them yet for that more expensive release. So It'll be interesting to see uh, it, when those come out and what their prices are. And then the only one that they've done a lower-priced Funimation release or what'll be a Crunchyroll release is Demon Slayer. And that seems the only one they've done so far and have continued to do. Yeah, because it's Demon Slayer. Enough said. Well, you may, yeah, I mean... Hori Me is probably going to be like a $180 release. Let's be real. Yeah, but there are a few others, yeah, that Funimation uh, did and stuff like that, but they're Anaplex titles, so hopefully we'll we'll see uh, if they still do physical, but as you said, uh, Kevin, they are uh, still expensive. So So going back to my thought on Funimation as a label, that could still happen in this scenario, but that could that be more on the Anaplex side as a premium label as opposed to a vintage label? Well, that's what I always thought uh, they were once they all organized under um, the Funimation group. Now, I can't remember if Anaplex USA was under that umbrella or if they were still under Anaplex in Japan and stuff like that. But however you want to slice it, they are the premium label. And I think that'll just be their premium label uh, going forward. Uh, I guess the Japanese quality or however you want to call it, because... For Funimation, they've been uh, doing mostly just regular releases and just a few releases. Every so often, you'll see the premium, I guess, $85 uh, retailer suggested price where it's like in a chipboard and they have some little goodies in with the uh, Blu-ray and stuff like that. Wait, are they they doing 
uh, are they doing regular releases and no premiums more often now? Because I know they were only yeah, it's very non-limited for specific ones or like the sub-only ones. Yeah, like it's pretty much just been regular releases at their uh, sixty-four, uh, sorry, sixty-five dollar uh, retailer suggested price that they've been doing. And if you look at each of their monthly slates, it's usually like maybe one, two at the most series that might get a special box set and stuff like that. Interesting. Like last month for uh, February, there were only two, I believe, and that was Attack on Titan Final Season Part 1, which, duh. And the other one was Grace of the Gods, and that was one that Funimation put their money into. So that's probably why they did uh, a special edition for that. Interesting. But more often than not, you don't see it as often. Like, you might get one, maybe two every uh, month and stuff like that from Funimation. It isn't like it used to be, remember, Kevin, where it felt like we were getting box after box after box and any of them could get it. It was pretty, back in the day, it was pretty much every series was getting it, aside from the one or two that were that they actually decided to put out sub only because they really couldn't justify the dub or one piece, which they would never do those for. Hmm. Yeah. Like longer continuous, but thinking about like, sometimes you guess and like, Nope, didn't get one. Like for example, in April at the beginning of that, remember Funimation got Megalobox second season, right? And Viz had the first season, they released it physically and they had a special box set for Viz for the first season. Yep. Funimation has the second season. Guess what? Just a regular edition. No special box from Funimation. So if you're a collector that hates uh, things with no continuality, it's like for packaging. Well, there you go. Yeah. Hmm. So. But that's how it goes. And they even brought back the cast and everything. So I would have thought they had the same viewership, but who knows, right? Mm hmm. So. Well, I'll be more curious just to see what other titles start to move over from Funimation to Crunchyroll. There are a handful of live action titles that are were under the Funimation umbrella that still I would have liked or would like to see under Crunchyroll. And, and I probably think those will uh, show up. Those will probably I mean, show up at some point. I'm guessing the anime yeah, is the more oh, important factor. Well, for to start, yes. And then but I think what was it? Verve and a few other things. All those other extenuous uh, parts are coming into it too so i'm not sure how that factors into what was on verve because they mm-hmm. probably made that a skeleton of its former self right by the by the time yeah well i mean if i want to go with the some of the live action titles on funny that at least had my attention the first three roni kenshin movies were on funny they're not um in north america they're exclusive to funny and they released Throughout them the physically the too, right? So. And they released them physically, and I guess through that also they have the streaming rights. Throughout the rest of the world, all five live-action movies are on Netflix. And I, I, I get it. We've had that talk about, you know, no Virginia, there is no Santa Claus when we talk Kenshin. But I'm just putting that out there. Plus, since I was into, into the Ip Man movies that... Uh, Donnie Yen did some years back. There was also a uh, prequel. Well, not, not really related, but there was Ip Man, The Legend Begins, which kind of was a quasi-prequel to the, uh, to the Ip Man series that Donnie Yen was in. Sort of. Not really. But that was exclusive to Funimation, too, because they, uh, they brought out the DVD and the home release, the Blu-ray. So those are two titles that are there. And Crunchyroll has its fair share of live actions as well. So those are the titles I'll be paying attention to. For reference, one other title that I that I watched when when it was on Funimation was Wave Listen to Me. We've mentioned that before on this show. So that isn't in the list right now either. So there's a, a, a fair amount I'm curious about. And we'll be eager to see as it moves, as the move over happens. And for reference, there seems to be a phase, while there seems to be a phase out of the Funimation titles, you know, any series that has already started on Funimation will continue there, right? 
Correct. That's, that's, you know, uh, that's what they said, that. that obviously they'll continue on with those seasons and stuff like that, so that if you still are watching those particular ones, you can get them there. We'll see mm-hmm. what happens in a few years if they finally just, as they sh- say, shut it down, just like they are doing for Nintendo, where those servers at some point, they're going to say, why do we have these, all of it's on Crunchyroll and finally do the final shutdown. And then hopefully they actually give people some more and say, hey, we'll give you something so that you can go over uh, to Crunchyroll if they haven't already. Well, that's what I thought would have happened in the outset, but that's not the case at the moment. I mean, we, uh, we said, I, I kind of sort of say that with the way Best Buy handled the Future Shop brand when they bought them, right? And that's what I was thinking too, right? We, we had talked about that before. That was the Best Buy Future Shop thing where you had one on one car, one on the other. And we definitely saw that in the greater Toronto area and some other places in Canada. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately the Future Shop name was, you know, wound down that was we're talking about seven eight years ago now and that's so this this move really as i said it didn't surprise us i guess us in the in the north america north american english-speaking world i think some and people as i said were but they, they were more laser focused on their own market right mm-hmm. i mean when you think about it it I suppose it makes sense. But I, I looked at from the bigger sense of, okay, this isn't about just North America or the English-speaking world. It's about all the apples in a basket because we've seen them. We talked about how a lot of them have been, for Funimation and even High Dive, exploring the Latin uh, market for Brazilian, Portuguese, for Spanish and other uh, regions and stuff like that in French uh, and other things of that nature. So Crunchyroll had already done that. They have that uh, expertise, so to speak. And so you probably want to go on that and they probably have the better brand uh, recognition. And who knows, maybe some of those other language dubs or subtitles may end up on discs too. And in that sense, it probably won't be French, but it would likely be Spanish and stuff like that. Because you can yes. maybe tap that in the U.S. market. Mm-hmm. And to me, really, it's just the thing is the fact that uh, we I'm we are seeing one name to me isn't surprising because you know Sony kind of operates on a brand name, just a, a single recognizable name. I, I've never heard of subsidiary of any subsidiaries of Sony. In any business they've done, just operating under different names, it always seem they seem to have a very clean set of branding. Well, it's like Sony Home Entertainment or what have you. And as you Mm -hmm. said too, in the early '90s, remember, uh, and even ladies, when they were buying up all those movie studios, a lot of them they're still around, but they use them more as brands and stuff like that. Before it says Sony Home Entertainment or whatever. Yeah, but you, you, you're not kidding yourself. The Sony name was always prominent. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they, like, there's a, you know, there's Columbia, Sony, PlayStation, Sony, TriStar, well, when it existed, Sony. So what was Uncharted under then? Because that one's been out for two weeks. Finally, uh, people can watch a better movie, right? For the Batman. I wonder if Mo will tell us if he watched Uncharted, because I've heard it's gotten mixed uh, reviews. People have been lukewarm, especially if they've played the games. Yeah, but, you know, I guess, is, aren't the games usually better? Aren't the move, Aren't the books usually better? Usually. It's weird, it's weird usually. because, remember, Sony, especially on the North American side, they want that cinematic experience, I feel, for some of their games now. You know what I mean? Especially with the PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. Anyway. But uh, there's our immediate thoughts. There isn't really the greatest amount for me to add. Or, like I think we've said most of what we want to say in the immediate aftermath of this announcement. Or is there something else you want to add that grabbed your attention? Oh, I, I guess I'll just add this. Yes or no? Crunchyroll will add mobile, uh, mobile offline downloads to the... <laughs> To the um, 
to the lower tiers because it's only available at the very very top tier yeah no, every other that. streaming service seems to offer a version of it but i know that when they brought it to crunchyroll it pissed a lot of people off that was still on the most expensive tier and only on the most expensive tier yeah, you think it's coming? You can do that on all the devices, even the Switch now. But it's interesting thinking about that. What was it on Funimation? I think they had it at a lower tier they for Funimation too, the middle tier. I think. So, the, yeah, they it started on the middle tier. So, so I think if that's the case, then you have to double down and actually go to that middle tier. I think you have to lower at least to the middle tier, right? Well, that's where I start thinking. Okay, maybe they'll add a couple bucks to the subscriptions, but. I wouldn't see anything like that till the end of the year. And then, as you said, Mike, right? They're probably counting their pennies and they might, as you said, uh, give it a good bump, right? Oh, yeah. Dust is still, dust is still flying on this one. So, and I guess they'll have to see what they add to those tiers too, right? It's like, because all they're going to have to move thinking about because both of them had something to do with their own store. So they're going to have to get rid of that Funimation store. They had, and probably they're going to merge that with the Crunchyroll uh, merchandise and uh, store that did merch and Blu-rays and all that stuff. Yeah, like I said, dust is still flying. Dust is still flying. And like everything we talk about on this show, we'll come back to this. For sure. Probably uh, spout the stuff that we're now happy to see in the Crunchyroll library that's moving over from Funimation. And maybe the decisions that who people who are exclusively Funimation subscribers will have to make when they finally reach the crossroads of their expiring subscriptions. Well, it's a pretty easy choice, really. Maybe, At least we'll, I think it. maybe we'll actually see uh, Saga of Tanya the Evil, the movie, actually finally oh dubbed. Oh boy, yes. Because that, that was a funny one, because that was a crunchy funny one when they were in partnership. And then they did the movie and they brought it to theaters. They have it on Crunchyroll and stuff like that, but they never dubbed it. The English is the only one that doesn't have a dub. So hopefully maybe they do that, especially since uh, the next season, I think is coming uh, in April for the spring season, or I guess what they would mm-hmm. call season two, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, let me just uh, quickly that was say a Funimation this. dub too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll just quickly say, and just before we end it off, I'm just looking at my, uh, I know it's boring to look at credit card bills, but I'm just trying to remember, just get that reference point, how much I paid for the last, uh, trying to remember how much I paid for the, uh, for my um, annual subscription to Crunchyroll. It was, uh, it was about, oh, it was under $75 for my last, um, member for my last annual subscription. Wondering if and, it's going to be more because oh, be. shouldn't we be playing taxes now or something like that? Because they're taxing a lot more of the digital content now. Well, yeah, don't wouldn't be shocked. As I said, it's going to. I foresee it going up. And as a just a consumer who just had to make a choice between one or the other, I'm kind of glad I chose the Crunchyroll subscription over the Funimation one. But that's just food for thought at the very end. Well, thinking about and, it. Too, Mike. I think some of the reasons we chose Crunchyroll is to get most of that stuff, and probably even um, the Funimation stuff. You have to buy the subscription stuff like that because we don't give them enough money and ad revenue in Canada. So remember, we only do it. It's for the, I believe, simulcast ones, and they have them for a few weeks, and then they go behind the curtain. Whereas Funimation. For the simulcast and stuff like that, all the subtitle stuff, they stayed free the week after they had premiered and stuff like that to uh, the actual paying members and stuff like that. And you still could watch those subtitle versions, I think, uh, free. The only ones they want were uh, some of the the dubbed content and then some of the stuff where they put a whole uh, series onto uh, Funimation. Yeah. So you okay. kind of have to pay to Crunchyroll just to get to the content for Canada because you have very little to watch uh, for free and stuff like that. It's only well, the yeah, it just... stuff, and then it goes behind the vault, so to speak. And then, he, and then once again, any ads, whatever ads they decide to put in, especially with Crunchyroll, sometimes they 
lasts longer than an episode of Battleship Tiramisu. Okay. But I guess at least you get something from Crunchyroll because High Dive, you have to pay. You don't get any uh, freebies uh, to watch there. And then, as we had said before, Retro Crush, most of it you can watch for free. You just have to go through the ads. But that's all uh, the older stuff, which is still great. Yeah, but we, we just older. talked about those uh, places getting acquired by, you know, larger larger groups. And we'll see how those go, too. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a constantly evolving world, right? Yeah. Anime has kind of positioned itself that way for better or worse. Maybe the yeah. Japanese production committees are going to look at this, too. And they want to get some bang for their buck and so they might chop around and say you know what we're not going to go and sell it to Crunchyroll and we'll see uh, where what the others are offering whether it's Sentai uh, being uh, through High Dive Sentai which is owned by AMC or going to Netflix or even maybe Amazon uh, for Amazon Prime because that's where Hideki Anno went for uh, Evangelion so who knows that's that's the way the possibilities uh, shake down now. Okay, so before we end off the well, that's pretty much it for the for the space heater tonight. One topic only, but we are working towards eventually doing episode sixty three this weekend. This is one of many stories that have caught our attention this week. Almost surely, we'll have another thought on Crunchyroll and Funimation. But looking ahead to episode 63 when we tape it on the weekend. We are going to tape that this weekend, right? Hopefully. Or are you guys going to go see Batman as well? Well, but looking, well, it was the Batman, I believe. So. Yes, the Batman. Or unless we're going to see uh, the original 88 one with uh, Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. Then we're going to see I, Batman. I don't, knock, I don't knock that one. I, I, I enjoyed that too. It was a good one. Yeah. So, looking ahead to this week's Anime Roundtable. Yeah, Anime North is on the mind. I know we'll want to talk about that on the topic of Dust Sill Flying. We, let's, I, maybe we would want to wait just for some of that dust to settle just a little bit there before talking about that at length. But a lot of people... Sounds like a lot of people are frustrated, but others are just sh- uh, just shrugging and saying, "It must be spring. We must be going back to normal when these things are happening at Anime North." That's a thought. To probably we'll probably expand on when we talk about them this weekend, and we haven't mentioned it at all t- thus far. Manga Week is happening on ICV two. Right, I mean, uh, James, you mentioned it, and I know I'll look at the some of the interviews and articles that have come out, and maybe we'll I can form a better thought. Is there one interview already that has your attention that's happened so far, James? Kevin, uh, nothing, nothing from the three interviews uh, from Viz, Yen Press, or Tokyo Pop really sparking anything yet and stuff like that. I'm not surprised by one of the things Mr. DJ Milky or uh, Stu Levy said uh, today, but for some people, they forget Tokyo Pop Germany still did great business supposedly for them when the company in North America went into dormant state and stuff like that and is still big for them, which is kind of interesting. And that's for the German market alone, so it just kind of makes you wonder, right? It's a thing. Every... every uh region will always I'm not have sure how they ended up in Germany. They could have went to France or anywhere else, but they ended up in Germany, right? And maybe that's a story in itself. We, uh, why don't you ask DJ Melky sometime? Well, you can watch uh, the old, uh, what was it? That one reality show they did. Someone put it up on archive.org to watch all of uh, that reality show they filmed just before the manga crash. Hmm. Remember, it's like Go with your friend, Stu Levy, trying to act cool. Be in the manga industry or something to that effect. The way you put it makes it sound creepy. So there's that. And I know, I think we'll talk a little bit more at length about that. So there's a few things that are already on the table. 
I'm sure there were some other things too. I'm sure you oh, yeah. heard about that one Kickstarter, right? About the uh, Yowie paddle. Didn't last that oh, yeah. long. I saw that too. That's a bullet for sure. But uh, we'll talk about that this weekend when we do episode 63. But uh, that's pretty much it for this space heater chat. For this uh, quick um, dirty edition of, uh, of the roundtable. So if you have any questions or comments, you know where to find us. You can email us animeroundtable at gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Instagram at animeroundtable. And we can be found at our usual website, animeroundtable.com. That's uh, hopefully going to get a facelift pretty soon. The whole original series and the archive of past episodes with show notes. Mentioned YouTube. We haven't been there lately. Mentioned Twitch. Twitch.tv slash anime roundtable. Haven't been there lately, but we'll give those. I'm I want to I'm keen to giving that a shot in a hopefully by the end of the week before we tape. Maybe I'll do a just a test run of the of actually show, of actually streaming something off the PS5 in some form. James, Kevin, either of you up to watching that or sitting with me for that whenever I do it? Either of you? Well, we can see what it looks like and stuff like that. One day we'll be able uh, to get together uh, in person. We can see all the rays being traced. Yeah, that's one way to put it. But actually thinking about it, I saw one more thing just to bring Kevin back in. And uh, yes or no, Kevin, I was looking at the Crunchyroll site. And we forgot about the one tab, and it's never on Funimation. That's the manga tab. Is manga finally dead on Crunchyroll? Oh, wow. Because all they've been doing is the simulcast manga, right? So I wonder, is it finally dead? Okay. Give me a thought. Or does Kevin have a thought? Eh, who knows? <laughs> he'll give us his thought uh, next episode. Yeah, maybe he'll give us his, uh, give us his thought. I know it's, it, it's late here, and it's a work day. It's a weekday here, so we all have to go to work in the morning. But there's a thought for everyone. So, so that's about it. You, we gave the contact information. Wherever you're listening to this as well, uh, in the podcast form, if you can... Please give us a review wherever you're listening to this because, you know, any review will uh, hopefully hopefully uh, build our stats and help us uh, get exposed to new listeners. And um, yes, as uh, time is going, we are trying to add new content, new episodes, new stuff to every single one of our platforms. So Hit, hit, uh, wherever you're following us, whether it's on the podcast form, hit the subscribe there or follow us on uh, on YouTube and Twitch so you can be notified whenever we drop anything. But uh, like I said, this is a work night, so uh, we all got to get to bed. We have stuff to do tomorrow. So that's all we got for tonight. Thanks for listening. Have a good night, and we'll talk to you this weekend for Anime Roundtable, episode 63.